welcome to There's Power in Your Story podcast, the podcast that integrates faith, health, and wellness, featuring content to help you level up and step into liberation and growth mindsets. I'm your host, Dr. Veronica Hardy. Question, how many stress bubbles are floating around you today? How often do you spend most of your attention thinking about the future or thinking about the past? Today, we are going to talk about a practice called mindfulness. According to psychologytoday.com, mindfulness is a state of active, open attention to the present. This state is described as observing one's thoughts and feelings without judging them as good or bad. Joining us will be Mitch Davidowitz, a clinical professional and someone who is very knowledgeable about mindfulness. So Mitch, welcome to There is Power in Your Story podcast. Could you take a moment to share just a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Well, I'm now entering my 41st year of being a psychotherapist, currently in private practice in Arlington, Massachusetts. And I'm coming up on my 50th year of my training as a, in the area of mindfulness. And no, there were not dinosaurs at the time I began, um, but it was really in its earliest inception. And so I really appreciate this opportunity to look at that theme with you, Veronica, and see how we can shine a light of understanding about it. And we are in such a period where people need self-care and mindfulness can really contribute to self-care. So let's go into that. What does mindfulness mean? It's a awareness of what is happening in the moment, but the quality of that awareness is the willingness to be with what's happening without clinging to it, without an aversion or avoidance of it, or without getting lost in it. And so it's not just the being in the moment. It's the way we bring our attention to whatever it is that's occurring. I appreciate how you made that distinction of it's not just about being in the moment. You gave us something broader to consider when it comes to mindfulness. Yes. I mean, of course, it only happens in the moment with what is arising, but nothing is outside of mindfulness. So that people will talk about, can you bring mindfulness into the workplace or into the gym? It really is awareness itself. And so nothing is not in the field of awareness, whether it's our grief or our anger or something physical in our bodies. It's simply this ability to rest gently and be with and know what is happening as it arises. And Mitch, you always have some of the greatest phrases. You oh. said field of awareness right. and basically nothing is absent from it. I appreciate all the different examples you gave of what is in our field of awareness. Yes. And so 
in the process of practicing mindfulness, which is cultivated through mindfulness meditation, we leave our expectations and pressures and judgments about what should be happening. And so the way to be able to strengthen this mindfulness muscle is through the practice of mindfulness meditation, which is a very simple technique, but again, simply the practice of noticing. Could you tell us how did you first get involved with mindfulness? Great question. You know, it was 1974. I had been studying my undergraduate work at the University of Florida in psychology, and my roommate uh, had come back from a six-week retreat workshop in that, and he invited me to join himself and five or six others in our apartment over the holiday to do this method. I wanted to understand more about it, and so it was a 10-day retreat. And essentially, there was an hour of sitting, an hour of walking, an hour of sitting, an hour of walking, alternating. There are two different techniques for this. Um, and the only talking that was done was each day to the teacher to see how you were doing. There was no reading. There was no journaling. It was simply being quiet with ourselves within this group. I had never experienced such calm and tranquility in my body and mind as I had on this retreat. At the end, I immediately sent a deposit to attend a 30-day retreat out in San Jose, California, and just began to deepen my training in this area. So I was hooked right out of the gate by two things. One, it had nothing to do with beliefs. It was simply about noticing what the experience was. And secondly, the way I was able to calm my mind and be more present for myself and my experience. And you mentioned about noticing and calming your mind. Oftentimes I may hear other people say, and even myself at times, that when I try to sit in quietness and just not focus on the things around me, but to focus inward, I end up distracted at times. Are you able to share about your experience of how you're able to stay present when you are practicing mindfulness? You know, we talked when you and I were talking about things to address here about wellness and mindfulness how they're interrelated. And one of the areas we quickly discover is that our minds seem to have a mind of their own and they're either racing to the past or racing up ahead to the future. And it creates a kind of disturbance in that we create scenarios that may not actually exist in terms of what could happen in the future. And so for myself, in addition to using the mindfulness to bring myself back to the moment, I pay close attention to where my body is and what it is I'm doing. 
When I'm walking, I'm with my walking. When I'm doing the dishes, I'm just doing the dishes. When my mind wanders, I collect it back to the moment of what I'm doing. So if you thought about our minds as a puppy, you know how a puppy always runs off here and there getting into all kinds of things. Mindfulness is the practice of picking up the puppy and gently bringing it back to the here and now. I don't allow my mind to run mindlessly off and getting lost in thought. Over these five decades of training myself to be in the moment, I've developed the ability to dismiss thoughts that take me out of the moment. And you mentioned about wellness and how we spend a lot of time in our future thinking and our past thinking, and that can create what worry and anxiety, which is a contradiction to wellness. So using mindfulness helps to bring us back into that moment. So we're not experiencing those worries and anxieties that we're actually creating. And oftentimes it's, it's a scenario with some type of negative theme. Our minds are extraordinarily skilled. You know, it's like if a train pulled up and you were at the train station and on the sign it said, nowhere good in terms of where it's going. And if we get on that particular thought train, to your point, it might take us to a place that creates a sense of dis-ease in our minds, either through worry or regret or fear. And so the skill is to notice when our thoughts are about to carry us away and come back to where we are. There was a book written called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. The phrase be here now is a very popular one in our culture, in the world, but there really is a power in the now. And in the now, we are able to respond to what is happening in the future, in this imaginary future, we have no ability to respond. Yes. And when I think of wellness, it has a lot to do with having control, control of our thoughts, control of our, our mind, control of our emotions, and also how we respond to other people and how we respond to ourselves. So that's what I'm hearing as you are sharing about what mindfulness is and kind of what it looks like. I'm glad you mentioned that word responding because often the other aspect of our lives that creates a difficulty in wellness is our reactivity, whether to someone or something in the situations of our life, whether it's the pandemic or a job loss or grief or something someone has said, oftentimes we are lost in the reactiveness. Mindfulness allows us to hit a pause button and be aware of that gap 
between what has happened and what we next choose to do. It allows us to control and decide with awareness how we want to respond. And that is so helpful for our interactions with others because sometimes when we react after it's over, we think I did not have to do all that. It did not require that level of energy. And then we sit in a place of regret wishing that we could go back and fix it. But if we apply the tenets of mindfulness, just reacting or applying what is needed to that particular situation, it might slow us down from, from being excessive in our, in our reactions. Absolutely. It, mindfulness turns a light on in our minds, in our hearts, that allows us to pay attention to the before moment, not the moment after we've tumbled in to this or that, and to your point, then feeling the remorse of it. Mindfulness allows us to consider how we want to move forward in each moment. And that is, therein lies one of its true powers is the ability to see clearly and have choice. And I know that um, you mentioned different ways that you practice mindfulness. So I'm sitting here and thinking of the, the tasks I do throughout the day or throughout the week. If you were to kind of give me a mindfulness technique that I could start using today, what would you say? Well, I'm glad you mentioned the tasks in our week. Oftentimes we carry all of the to-do list in the present moment and wind up experiencing the stress of all those balls in the air that we carry. And so one technique related to this mindfulness is to really bring ourselves to what it is we are doing as we are doing it. The very act of bringing awareness to our current task itself is calming. A second part of that is wherever we are, we can bring our awareness to our breath, to our breathing. In mindfulness meditation, we start by bringing our awareness to the rising and falling of our abdomen, and we notice it as it's going. When the mind wanders, we gently come back to the breath. So whatever it is we're doing, we can bring our attention to breathing, which grounds ourselves in the here and now. The breath is always the link to the now. And taking a moment to collect yourself, letting go of these wandering thoughts, and just being with the breath for a few moments or a few minutes itself can be calming. And thank you for saying that 
if it's just for a few moments or a few minutes. I'm thinking of people who might have that busy schedule or parenting or caregiving and may not have a lot of time to be in their own space. As you said, just having that moment to connect, connect with your breath and noticing and focusing on what you are doing in that moment. Yes. When I'm at my office and I am walking to my car, rather than being in my head about what I'm going to do up ahead, what my plans are, what I must do, I bring my awareness to my legs, my body awareness, and I am with walking. And when I get to where I'm going, I'm in that moment. It's a very simple, powerful thing that we can do is bring a body awareness to what's happening. As I'm listening to you speak, it's incredible how much control we can have over our minds, but we have to be intentional about training ourselves to have that control. Yes, absolutely. Mindfulness is not going to knock on your door and say, I'm here now. This is really a practice, an intentional practice. And the meditation itself, as I said earlier, is the intensiveness of that practice. So taking five or 10 minutes, sometime in your day, to close your eyes and close the door and put down the phone and just be with your breathing. And I think this is such valuable information. You mentioned earlier about wellness and how this connects to wellness. I can see stress levels decreasing, high blood pressure being affected, hopefully decreasing by us just being intentional, focusing on our minds noticing and tuning into ourselves and tuning into the moment. Yes. It also brings a heightened compassion towards oneself. For many of us, our sense of unworthiness or the thoughts we have about judging ourselves, what we should have or shouldn't done, all of these create their own stress bubbles. Mindfulness allows us, again, to dismiss and not entertain these thoughts that undermine our well-being. My gentleness with myself has deepened over the years through the practice of awareness and mindfulness. And I want to throw a question out to our listeners to just think about what is floating around in your stress bubble? Consider that. And then how can you use mindfulness to bring yourself to the present? So Mitch, before we close, I would like to hear what is at least one thing that you would like our listeners to take away from this conversation today about mindfulness and wellness. Right. The core in this process 
is this theme of resistance. And so when we are mindful, we are willing to be with what's occurring without resisting it. It is the resistance of our life that creates the deepest stress. I did not love this pandemic, but I did not resist it. And so mindfulness allows us to immediately accept what is occurring in the moment without the resistance to it. The heart of mindfulness is the being with, accepting what's occurring without trying to change it or make it go away. Therein lies the power of this particular method. And that's a great way to end our conversation with just noticing, being aware and being present in this moment. Thank you so much for this, Mitch. I always enjoy having these conversations with you. Thank you for the invitation and the commitment to our well-being. Thank you.